From the Daily Oz, I'm Billy Fitzsimons and this is No Silly Questions. We are back for another concept-focused episode for your Thursday with TDA's silly question enthusiast, Tom Crowley. Hey, Tom. Hey, Billy. Silly questions enthusiast. I think I like that one the best of all of the ridiculous titles you've given me so far. (laughs) So, Tom, today we're talking about the two major parties, the Labor and the Liberal Party, which seems apt considering that Prime Minister Scott Morrison has now announced the federal election. What questions are we trying to answer here? So I think we've got two questions, really, neither of them silly ones, of course. The the first question is kind of, you know, what are the parties? What do they stand for? What's their history? Who do they represent? But then the other question I think is kind of why why do we have these major parties? Why are there major parties at all? How did it happen that way? And how do we end up with the parties that we've got? So I think if I can get some way to answering those questions in the next 10 minutes, we will have done well. That sounds ambitious as always. There's a lot to unpack there. Shall we start with your one minute? Let's do it. I'll start with Labor, alphabetical order. So Labor would describe itself as the party of the worker. It has its roots in the Labor movement, the union movement. Those are its origins and still very much part of its sense of self. And Labor's historical legacy is pushing for a government that does things. In that sense, it's a party of the left. It pushes for social and economic change to benefit working people. Uh, It's pushed over its history for better working conditions, minimum wages, welfare, healthcare, things of that nature. It's not always pushing in the direction of a bigger government, though. Labor governments in the 80s and 90s moved in the other direction. They sold off a whole lot of things that the government used to own. Um, These days, Labor is keen to emphasise that as well as supporting working people, it supports businesses and small businesses, and its position is, I suppose, what we'd call the centre-left. On the other hand, the Liberal Party would describe itself as the natural party of business and of business interests. Um, Or they might describe themselves as on the side of the individual, of aspiration, with a belief that that individuals are better off when they have more freedom and the government is less involved. In that sense, they're on the centre-right. The Liberal Party is also generally more socially conservative than Labor, although there is a split in the Liberal Party between people who are socially conservative and the more moderate members of the Liberal Party who are progressive. And of course, again, like Labor, things are not always that simple. Was Liberal Prime Ministers uh, who were in power when gun control was introduced, when same-sex marriage was introduced. And John Howard's most prominent achievement was a big new tax, the GST. So again, nothing is ever, you know, quite as straightforward and both of the Australian parties are fairly close to the centre. They don't neatly line up one way all of the time, um, but that's a, a very quick summary, Billy, of, of who they are and in general what they stand for and a bit of their history. Okay, and I should mention that, Tom, you're talking about the difference between the left and the right wing, and we do have an entire episode. It's about 10 minutes long that you can go and listen to if you're wanting more of an explanation on that. But, Tom, that was a really good overview of exactly what the parties stand for. But I want to take a step back. Can you explain why we actually have major parties at all? Like, how has it happened over time that we've emerged with these two major parties? Yeah, so I, I think I mean, maybe I'll give a call back to another No Silly Questions episode, um, which was last week's about how elections work. Uh, you can go back and listen to that. It's almost like we're planning these things, Billy, to build <laughs> on one another. Um, but what we were talking about then is that um, they, don't, they don't have to be parties. It's not like they're written down in the law or anywhere or they're in the Australian Constitution. But, you know, the government is formed by 151 local representatives, um, each representing their area. Now, those 151 could just sort of sit in a room and work it out among themselves as a bunch of independents. But what tends to happen over time 
is that if, if you're a person with a particular set of values, it makes sense to kind of team up, form an alliance, form a party with other people who share your views and share your kind of aims in politics because I guess there's there's strength in numbers. And if you form a party with, with people who have similar views, then you can, I guess, have more chance of forming governments, more chance of achieving your agenda. That's why parties are a pretty naturally forming part of, you know, really any form of political organisation and, and definitely many of the systems that we look at around the world. That's why these parties kind of spring up. Um, and the reason that we have two of them, um, I guess the first reason is kind of, we, we, we've spoken in that episode about left and right about the kind of, you know, the, the fact that the left and the right side of politics symbolise these big questions that tend to divide us, this big question about, you know, what do you think the government's role is? How fast do you think change should happen? It makes sense that parties kind of divide along those two lines. The other reason that Australia has two parties is because of our kind of preferential system in the House of Representatives, where basically the short version of it is because you've got to get past 50% of the votes to be able to win any local seat, that naturally favours larger parties, more prominent parties, I guess the rich get richer, you know, the parties that are well organised and have this big national presence, they, they, they tend to kind of form governments, they're front of people's minds and they get that sort of momentum, which is part of why a two-party system in Australia has been the most sustainable one really for, for most of our history. But why the Labor and the Liberal Party? You know, there's so many parties in Australia. Why is it that over time the Labor and the Liberal Party have emerged as the dominant parties? So, so I guess I'll come back to this idea of kind of left and right being this natural split and this natural difference in kind of the things that we care about. And so if you're going to sort people into two groups, you know, they're, they're the two groups that, that, that are sort of the most likely. And you see sort of versions of left and right parties again in many countries around the world. But why, why are they exactly the ones that they are? And particularly maybe the question of kind of why are they centre-left and centre-right? I think the answer there is to do with the fact that we have a compulsory voting system. And it's worth noting that that's very rare by international standards. We kind of take it for granted, but it's not compulsory to vote in almost every democracy in the world. There are very, very few um, where it's compulsory. And what that does is when everyone has to vote, the natural tendency is, well, I'll get the most votes if I concentrate on the middle. And if I concentrate on kind of, you know, close to, to you know, f- find areas where a lot of people will agree and build the kind of broadest base of support possible, that's how you form a government. Whereas in a system like America's where voting is optional, there's almost kind of a bit of a tendency to the extreme sometimes. Someone like Donald Trump, who was very far to the extreme of the right, was able to kind of mobilise a very large group of people to turn out and vote. And a lot of other people who might have been switched off just sort of didn't bother to vote at all. And so in systems where it's not compulsory, you get this kind of polarisation and you can get parties that are very different from one another. Australia's compulsory voting system um, tends to, I guess, concentrate attention on, if you like, middle Australia. And I think that's part of why the parties kind of look the way that they do now. Okay, so you're kind of talking about how both the parties are close to the centre. I actually had a conversation with my friend over the weekend and she said that I didn't understand what the difference between the Liberal and the Labour Party was. What would you say to someone like my friend who just thinks that the major parties are both the same? I'll I'll answer that question with two bits, Billy, which is firstly, they're not the same. Um, I think that it's pretty clear when you look at um, their policies and their values that they are not the same. But I can understand why your friend and why a lot of other people think that they are kind of similar or the same. Um, And that, again, I think it comes down to this idea of 
a compulsory voting system which encourages the major parties to aim for the middle. Again, this idea that you need to appeal to the, the broadest number of people possible to be able to form government. And so that's why you might look at their policies and look at the words that the leaders use and and think, I can't see much difference. You can hear Anthony Albanese talking about um, how he has lots of friends in boardrooms and is very supportive of businesses. And you can hear Scott Morrison talking all about ordinary working people in their jobs. So, you know, it, it's quite difficult to kind of put them neatly into boxes and I can understand where that comes from. I don't want to suggest that there's no policy difference. There are definitely policy differences between the two parties. They'll agree with that and and, and TDA over the next few weeks in the election campaign will we'll put lots of time into explaining what those differences are. But yeah, I, I get where the cynicism comes that they all look the same. I, I think what it comes down to though is a different set of values and instincts. It's kind of about which way do you do you lean An excellent explainer as always. And I think that before we go, we should of course acknowledge that the Labor and the Liberal Party are not the only two parties in Australia. There are a range of minor parties and there are also a lot of independents that we will do an upcoming episode of No Silly Questions on. But thank you so much, Tom, our Silly Questions enthusiast. Thanks, Billy. I'm losing my voice a bit today. So thank you for for bearing with me through the last 10 minutes. Uh, I'll see you next week. And thank you so much for listening to No Silly Questions. If you're enjoyed it we would love if you could give us a rating on spotify or a review on apple the daily oz is a small independent media company and it really helps us to grow another way that you can help us grow is by sharing this podcast episode to your instagram story it's just another way to get the word out there and to help your friends and people you know be informed in the lead up to the federal election we'll see you next week Mm -hmm.